1: Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Have you wondered in the new year how you were going to possibly have a new life, a new mind, a new body? Have you been bombarded with all those weight loss ads? How to start a new diet? how to get rid of the depression, the sadness, burst into joy. If you're tired of all the New Year's resolutions, today's your day because we're going to discuss New Year, New Mind, New Body. In today's world, it's very common to see people start the New Year with a bunch of New Year's resolutions, only to have them be dispensed with immediately. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use all that you have in your life at this moment to shape your brain, shape your body for the new year. Last week, I watched the world and I became absolutely mesmerized, paralyzed about what was going on. I I just started going on automatic, like a zombie. 2020 was over, and we were all thrilled. And 2021 was new. Why didn't I feel better? Why wasn't my mind and body renewed with all the things I was doing? Oh, you know, I got all the journals out. I fixed all my... Day timer, day timer, I'd gone out of business, so I did file fax and, you know, you get all the pens ready and stuff like that. The pandemic continued to spiral out of control. I refilled all my, you know, sani wipes and renewed all of my face masks and, you know, really focused on learning how to rejuvenate relationships at arms or face lengths and it goes on and on and then one day i realized things were not going well 2021 was passing on before my my eyes and my mind and my body january 1 2 3 turned into 3 4 5 turned into today and I realized that my brain, body, were numb. I was becoming mesmerized by what was going on in the world, paralyzed by the fear and the tragedy. And I started reading articles about how people were waiting for 2022. You got to love that. How is this possible? How is it possible to have a new mind, a new body, in a new year, in the midst of us being mesmerized and paralyzed with the chaos that's still going on from last year. And focusing on what I'm gonna do different about my mind and my body, is that the height of narcissism? Focusing on doing something different to make me feel better, is that narcissism? Well, I wrote this show last week, and then January 6th happened, and we all know what that is. And so my brain and body had not been right, and the days have ticked on to 2021. And I I pitched last week's show, which was supposed to be New Year, New Mind, New Body. Cheerful, cheerful, cheerful. And then I realized I scrapped it, because people are already talking about, well, you know, there's 2022. I just couldn't do the same old but new show. I began to turn this over and over. My life has always been, in fact, a dress rehearsal for just what's going on today, which is, in a way, a Greek tragedy. Consider what Dolly Parton said in Steel Magnolias, the movie, which, in a way, describes my life. She talks about the town's train wreck, Ruth Robeline. Who runs a border bordering house on the edge of town? She says Ruth Robeline. Now that's, now that's a stray. She's a real twisted, troubled soul. Her life has been an experiment in terror. I could relate. I have to tell you, when it comes to suffering, you know, I as Dolly said, when it comes to suffering, Ruth Robeline. She's right up there with Elizabeth Taylor. You're That's funny. And interesting, Elizabeth Taylor and I both have a similar temporal lobe. We both have temporal lobe problems. I have temporal lobe epilepsy, which makes you a good medical intuitive. Carolyn, Carolyn May says the same thing, but I digress. Suffice it to say, earlier in my life, the first 11 years of adulthood was spent having crisis, tragedy, trauma. And... There was no new year, new, new mind, and new body. It was chaos in my mind, brain fog, and my body was falling asleep all over the place from 82 to 93. Life was a failure, especially in school. I'm sure there's somewhere in your life that's a failure and it drags from one year to the other. Family, relationship, health, hormones, body, weight, digestion, learning, your mind, money, 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 health, 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 I'm sure you know somewhere it doesn't magically go away when the year changes. And so for me, it was my brain. And I remember I walked into the University Hall at Brown University during the new year, the new academic year, and I was in front of a bunch of deans an academic firing squad of sorts. And we were about to start the new year. Get it? New mind, new body, new year. And I had the glory of having a 2.22 average. And the dean leans forward and says, what makes you think you can continue successfully to the new year? And I remember looking at her and going, Because I believe. That's what I said to her. And then in my mind, I heard, because I'm going to medical school. And is that you? Do you think you can go forward to next year? For what? What is your purpose? What is your purpose? And when you want to have a new mind, a new body, what is your soul's driving purpose for something new anyway, because if you don't have something really aching to do, why do you need something new? No, I mean not travel, love your family, things like that. I'm talking about really something pressing. So the dean says to me, okay, and she looks at me like I'm a little tapped nuts, And I might say, I finished. I finished Brown in six years. I did. I went next year, and my mind did change. I got a new mind, a new body. They gave me a new medicine, and I went from a 2.220 to a 4.0. It wasn't necessarily a clean routine, but there was some front and perils, and by God, I finished. And then there was the next hurdle, the next new year. The next desire for a new mind and new body. Applying to the new academic year, the MD-PhD program. Once again, another interview. Who looks at my record of failure. The old mind, the old body. And she says, what makes you think? You can go next year to medical school. An MD-PhD program. Given these failures. And I lean forward and I say, because I believe. And in my mind, I hear because I'm going to medical school. And I got in, and I did, and it wasn't perfect. There was failures, but I did it. New mind, new body, new year. What do you believe is your center focus? Because it's going to be after I believe. I believe. Through the years I have kept journals, since 1981, since all that baloney happened, some were once a month, then there were three months per journal, and then there was one journal a year, which is what I've been doing now for the last decade or so. When I've looked through them, I've seen that each year by year, I've slowly had the thrills of victory and the agony of defeat. And that actually, yes, of course, it is the opening slogan of the NBC Sports Olympic commercial. I soar I through those journals slowly my mind and body, through the years, become stronger and repeat the process again and again and again. In the midst of trial success, I kept the singular purpose of belief, of fail, faith, in the midst of failure successes, failure successes, failure again my mind and body slowly changed. But my goal, my soul's goal stayed the same. Because I believe. You need, you need, you need to keep that in the midst of being mesmerized, paralyzed by what's going on. Don't go forward into the new year on automatic because the problems in you and around you are the same. Each year, new mind, new body, same soul, same purpose. There are ups and downs, but you will stay the same with the same set of difficulties. But your journey will be the same. There is a great song by Chris Williamson, "Song of the Soul," dancing along in the sadness. There is no there in, dancing along in the madness. There is no sadness, only the song of the soul. When we get mesmerized, paralyzed, and our bodies get go on automatic into chaos in the tragedy in our life and the world around us, we must pray that peace or shalom happens on the earth. Shalom. Now that's a great word. It means wholeness. For there to be a whole on the earth, we need to create that unique peace, us, that peace, P-I-E-C-E, the purpose we provide, that unique contribution that we can make to the world to make the world work, to make the world whole and at peace again. If we're not living on purpose, forward. Choosing something, anything that forces us forward. How will or how can we change our mind and body to stay on point on that new year? And that's actually a good point. When you hear the word on point, it's a, a, it's a, a term of ballet. There's a famous movie and play, Billy Elliot. It's about a kid, Billy who has a really tough life. He loses his mother, grows up in a war-torn Ireland. His father is on a strike, unemployed, works in a coal mine. They have no money. Billy is a musician. He plays the piano. His, His one goal or job is to take care of his grandmother, who's demented. And he plays the piano for her, but he wants to learn ballet, one Christmas, it's freezing. They have no money for the heat, and they actually have to burn up the piano at Christmas. It doesn't get much worse than that. But the kid's singular purpose is music and ballet. Ballet, to be a ballet dancer. And through the years, you see in the movie him progress. His mind gets wider, his body gets bigger, and his soul stays on focus on point. He's mesmerized, paralyzed by all the chaos, catastrophe, and drama around him, but he stays on point. He keeps his eyes on the bar and ballet. He falls, he gets up, he falls, he gets up, and through the tragedy and the toughness around him, he gets to a point, I'm sorry, when he's trying to pirouette, this is when girls in ballet have to go on point, on toes. And he has this tough teacher, and we all need them at this point. When we go into a new year, we need a guide. Get one now. A coach, a counselor, a spiritual advisor. His is this very tough teacher, Mrs. Wilkinson, this tough cigarette-smoking chain-smoking woman, and he needs to learn a pirouette. But he can't. He can't wrap his mind and body around it because it's different, it's new. He has to literally rewire plasticity, his mind, and his body to do this new thing, to defy gravity, to quote a wonderful title by Carolyn Mace's book. But he has hit the wall He can't progress. His mind and body and spirit are bruised. So he goes to class and his teacher, his spiritual guide, she looks at him. Now, you want a gentle one. You want to say someone who goes there, there, it's tough. You you know, it doesn't work that way. The universe, angels are frequently not going there, there. She looks at him and she screams, find a place on that bloody wall. Focus on that spot, then whip your head around, come back to that spot, and prepare. Those uniquely are the brain and body, the neuroanatomy of change, of changing your mind and your body for the next year of your life. Find a place on that wall Name the purpose, any purpose. Pick one, anything. It doesn't have to be purpose. It doesn't have to be the purpose of your life. Just pick something. It could be studying dolls from Afghanistan. I don't care. Pick something, anything. Find a place on that wall. Focus on that spot. Think, plan, read, study. Get mesmerized on it. And it will draw you away from the tragedy, health problems of you, your loved ones, and your family. Yes, you'll pray and help and support those problems. Seriously, you will. But this singular purpose, studying Torah, Talmud, making food runs for the people in the neighborhood, whatever it is, this singular purpose that you will study, design, organize, plan, will drive you forward decisively and creatively and prepare, move your mind and your perspective. It will literally rewire your brain through plasticity, rewire the pathways, and then your head will go round and round to that spot. And the pathways in your brain and your body will change you will mentally become mesmerized. Physically, you will no longer be paralyzed. You will no longer be work, working in lockstep automatically as if you were passing from one year to another. Even if you fall, get up. Do it again. Turn your mind and body, pirouette, forward to a new year a new body, but keeping your same soul's purpose. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about new mind, new brain, new body. New, new mind, new body, new year. If you want to know more about the solutions of today's show, you want to join me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you have more questions, you can always join me on my Facebook live chat. We will go to Felicia 55. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. So I've been having these um, double vision and headache
1: issues. The headaches are only on like the left side of my head. So I don't really have any dizziness or anything. And I'm just, I've gone to like numerous doctors and we can't quite figure it out yet. <laughs> so you have, say it again one more time. I'm having double vision episodes and a headache on just the left side of my head. And I've gone to a neurologist. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: You have double vision and headache on the left side of your head.
1: You don't well, have the double, double vision is on the both sides. I don't know if is it's that the correct? left side, but my, my headaches are on the left side.
0: Okay. How long has that been going on?
1: Um, I'd say for like a good 6 or 7 months.
0: And you of course, like everybody in this show knows we're not having a doctor-patient relationship. I'm not giving you a diagnosis, prescribing treatment, or doing psychotherapy. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Every illness is always in part due to diet you could be doing things that affect the blood vessels in your body and brain the environment there could be triggers that you breathe in or eat that can make this worse and so on but every illness has a he- emotional intuitive component pro- emotional intuitive component that can provoke it. Are you following me? I am, yes. The first thing I see is that you're a stage in your life when you've been going on, on autopilot, on autopilot, and somehow there's a relationship in your life that's opened up passion for you, and it's been disorienting. You want to focus on regular things in your life, safe things, sensible things. But this has thrown a curveball to you. Who do you live with? My parents. Interesting. How long have you lived with your parents?
1: Um, it'll be almost 10 years.
0: And when was the last time you lived with a partner?
1: Well, um, I was living with someone. They were um, they were in a hosp- in the hospital, and then when they came home, he needed some help. So, and that's when COVID first started happening, and everybody was quarantining. So it was like from March until um, until like June, February until June. Because I see a
0: relationship with someone that you love. That you're interested in, but it's making you have a quandary. <laughs> like if you, why, why are you laughing? I don't, you know, I'm sensitive now. I'm on edge. Don't you understand? I'm on edge. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I
1: don't mean sensitive like for you. No, I didn't mean it like towards you. I just,
0: I'm kidding. I'm person kidding.
1: Is, yeah. I am he's, kidding. He's, he's Who a,
0: is the person? Uh, it's this guy, Jim. Why I, why is Jim and being interested in Jim? create a problem for you why not just go for jim because jim has commitment issues (laughs) is jim married no how does jim have commitment issues he's just he's like in his um what do they call it wait a minute stop when you say he's just you are minimizing your need no, I know, and I shouldn't do that. No, so I'm not asking you. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm saying he, no, no, I am saying you're being too patient with him. Let's go back. It, give me a plain English reason why he has problems with commitment issues. Because he was married for
1: a long time, and he just doesn't want to, you know, he wants to play around, I guess.
0: so. So he wants to play around with
1: you well with me and you know he just how everybody, many not people, everybody how else, not other, other people are I on his team I'm sorry what
0: I want you to hold on while we'll talk about this player I want you to hold on we'll come back but uh you understand we've been listening to intuitive health with Dr. Mona Lisa You're listening to Unity Online Radio.
1: The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Today's show has been dedicated to having a new year, with a new mind and a new body. And we've learned that to do that, we have to have faith. We have to believe in having a purpose in life that keeps us on course, even as there's chaos, drama, pain, and suffering that makes us hit the wall in life. If you want to know more about how to handle this and other mind-body concerns, consider going to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. If you can't get through today for a personal reading, you want to get a private one or two hour reading, you want to go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. And if you want to learn how to heal mind, body, and soul with medical intuition, know how to learn how to do a reading, you might want to consider going to my yearly, once a year, seven-day class. It's like a summer camp. What can I say? It's in Maine. So look for it. It's once a year. It's a certificate training class, www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. Participation is limited to only 50 people, because it's all that I can handle to teach everybody individually with their unique brain and body. Are you there, Felicia? Felicia? Are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, Felicia, understanding your situation with this person that I saw that you were uh, attracted to and there were problems. Actually, I saw you were trying to have a relationship with this person, and somebody interfered. You say you're living with your parents. Part of the problem is you're living with your parents, quite frankly. That was the first thing that hit me. But then you said that he had trouble with commitment because he was married before. I don't think that's the only problem, and I'll explain why. I only can explain by this magazine I bought as a gift subscription once. I bought this kid a magazine. I won't name the magazine, but let's just say it came weekly and involved reading it. Okay, let's just say that. So I was nice. I gave this gift once. (laughs) Okay, I gave it once. And the only problem was they kept me on their list. Do you get it? Uh And so every five seconds, I get an email, a tweet that they wanted to hit me up for more. Are you following me? <laughs> I'm following you. I think you, you know where we're going with this. Yes, and I know we're going. And this was a one-time <laughs> gift. If you want, like, a you know, a one-time gift, okay? It wasn't, like, going to be a perennial thing or forever do us part. It was a gift. Right. No commitment. Suffice it to say, they just wouldn't quit up, Cut whatever the phrase is. So finally, I don't do this, you know, where you unsubscribe or whatever. I finally call him up and went, "Hey, I don't know who runs your campaign or nothing, but boy, do you advertise! How many subscribers do you have?" <laughs> <laughs> so, this gentleman—and I use that term
1: loosely—exactly.
0: <laughs> how many subscribers does he have? Because I don't know. Places to say- yeah. I know- I he had he must one, have had a lot of two. people that he subscribed that subscribed to him. It's not just yeah. you, right? No. I think it's so it's, it's not,
1: one, maybe two, I'm not sure.
0: Oh, I, I think know. it's more people who have yeah. subscriptions with him. Because I you say <laughs> it's his first wife. I think that's his explanation. But I don't think so. You say it's a problem with commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think so. In fact, I have a subscription (laughs) to the New York Times. I have a commitment to the New York Times. Are you following me? Yeah, yes. And they're supposed to give me a newspaper every morning, right? That's their commitment to me, and I pay them every month. Ask me if they're there for my commitment. No, they're not there for me. But I'm there for them. They charge my card every day. My question is to you: You may not be married to this gentleman. I'm saying you uh, weekly. I mean, not weekly like every week, or weekly like W E A K L Y. But do you give him as much as he gives you, or do you give him more? No, not really. Okay, let me th- let me say it another way. Okay. No. Do I mean, you it's wonder not like I,
1: I don't call him and chase him down or anything like that. No, so, let me say it yeah. this
0: way. Do you wonder if he think about it, do you think he thinks about you as much as you think about him? Or does he have other um, people he thinks about?
1: I don't know. Because, uh, I'll tell you I'm, why. I'm really busy you have at work. I just have, opened up my business other, and
0: I've been really busy, so I don't I really know, think I'll about tell you him why. too much. Do you so. have other men you're going out with? I'm sorry, what? Do you have other men you're going out with? No, I'm working
1: six days a week. I just opened up a crematory last year and I am extremely busy. Oh so my I god. am focused so on, let me my, on my god! So go next to your business. physical body.
0: I look at your head? My head, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see a pressure in your head area. I can't figure out you if that's what? vascular, a pressure in your head. I can't figure out if that's vascular, hormonal, or what that is. I wonder if mm. people in your family have problems maintaining stable blood pressure. Big. Oh, I think big, my mother. Wait, has not, don't with say blood anything. Pressure. Don't say anything. Big, important, deal. Mm. I look at your eyes. I wonder if someone in your family, close to you, has problems with pressure and the fluid in the back of their eye. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid.
1: Well, I've done everything else wait, except my no, thyroid. Wait a minute. Wait a wait.
0: Figure out if you used to smoke, someone near you used to smoke, or what that was. I look at your left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. Hmm. I wonder if addiction has run... And the people around you and your family. I can't figure out no. if it's alcohol. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Alcohol prescription medicines, and I'll get into this in a second. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas.
1: Hmm.
0: hold on I see achiness in your shoulders your hips I see fatigue dragginess feeling like lead in your lower extremities I wonder if you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep Aside of the symptoms you described, I wonder at times whether you feel dizzy, vertigo, and imbalanced feeling in your head. What are all the health problems you have? This is
1: my only health problem. So, this is You it. have
0: double I haven't vision. had anything. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Double vision and left-sided head pain. Right. Who's, right. Who smokes around you? Nobody. What do Everybody you do for a living smoking? again?
1: I used to smoke. I were I own a crematory. You used to
0: smoke. How I many years did you smoke?
1: Oh, God. I smoked, I don't know, maybe 20, 30, maybe 20. I quit when I was right before I turned 40. So probably like maybe did, twenty something okay.
0: years. And when did you buy that business?
1: Uh, we started our venture in twenty seventeen. Who's we? So and we uh, I have two partners. And we just opened up in April of nineteen. April of twenty
0: nineteen. Do you work in the office or do you work in the lab? I
1: run the crematory. So I run the I run their crematory.
0: How is your blood pressure? Um, the last time I went, they said it was kind of low.
1: So I mean, I'm a pretty even keel person. I'm calm. And what is
0: your what is your mother's health like?
1: My mother's health? Um, yeah. for 80 years old, she's okay. You know, they're relatively healthy.
0: What medicines does she take?
1: Oh, my God. There's like a whole plethora of meds up there. So she's got like stuff with her bladder that, you know, so she's got low blood pressure, I believe.
0: She has low she blood, has blood pressure. She has diverticulitis. She has low blood pressure, too. hmm And how do your muscles and joints feel?
1: Um, okay, I'm missing, I've been working a lot, and because of COVID, I can't have my yoga practice, I used to practice six days a week, so I can't do that anymore, because I don't want to be inside anywhere, so.
0: I need to ask you a question. Okay. Your problems are fourth center blood vessels, head, left-sided head pain, and... Six center eyes. Mind. You used to work in a yoga factory? Yoga. Doing yoga?
1: I practice you, yoga.
0: Yeah. No, I understand. When you do oh. yoga, in any meditative practice, you change the function of your right parietal lobe, the area for dividing attention between you intuitively and somebody else. The right side of our brain usually divides space, so we know where we end and somebody else begins. But when you do yoga or any meditative practice, you change your brain, like I was talking about during the show. Mm-hmm. And as a result, this this is in a book called "Why God Won't Come Away." Why God Won't Go Away. You change your brain to plasticity. So you get the sense of that you and I are one. It's why I described in the show why if we do our life, we do who we are, and somebody else does their unique purpose, the world as a whole, on some level, can become at peace. The question is with you, how many years did you do yoga?
1: Oh, for quite a while. I started back in the late 90s. 2000.
0: And back in the late 90s. How old were you? Uh,
1: my 30s.
0: There are lots of people who have unique brains and unique bodies. And what's different about them? What has given them problems in their life? A unique sensitivity. As is giving affords them uh, challenges at times, but also geniuses at other times. Your unique sensitivity, your all heart, and uh, frequently a lot of people who smoke, that's why they smoke, that's addiction. Mm. They cover up a feeling, a sensitivity. Do you understand? That's why they do that. I don't yell at people who smoke because unless you give them something else to help them with that sensitivity, they're just going to do something else. Hmm. If you yell at them, they get shame. And then, you know, smoking or something plus shame is, you know, worse. So that doesn't help. Suffice it today. That's what, suffice it to say that's why you smoked. But then you quit. However, you smoked and you did Yoga that you are a very sensitive soul. And it gave you a capacity to do the yoga. Do you think that I could ever run a crematorium?
1: Do I think you could? Yes. I'm sure if anybody put in a in a position, you figure it out, and yeah, I think
0: you I could. know, you can. You can figure it out, and you could do it on the short term. You absolutely could. It's absolutely. I absolutely, when I was doing my anatomy, gross anatomy, um, Boston University School of Medicine was the only one of the few medical schools in the United States, you had a cadaver lab for nine months. It really affected me. I went home every night and prayed and lit a candle. I had to do it to learn about the body. Are you following me? But it was hard. It was very hard for me, but I did it. But after a while, if you do something that is not keeping with your gifts and talents, your body lets you know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I wanted to go into neurology. I was great at neurology. Neuroanatomy, did all kinds of things, spent $275,000 in it. And then right before I matched i lost two discs in my neck. Ooh. Did psychiatry. Yes, did psychiatry. I'm telling you this for a reason, Missy. <laughs> Alicia. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I did psychiatry for a year and a half, hated it. Then went again into neurology and blew two more discs in my neck. And it was as if the divine God, whatever you believe in, said, no neurology for you. It's like that soup Nazi on Seinfeld. No soup for uh-huh. you. So I ask you, you, you skirted the issue, I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> okay. Do you think beyond a month or maybe a year or two that I could work in a crematorium? Yes. I couldn't.
1: You couldn't? Because of your neck?
0: Okay. No, because because... I just couldn't. It's not, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm wondering whether, and you have to ask the question, and if you don't want to ask the the question, if you don't want to consider, you just want to consider, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you wonder, and remember now, I, pay, I paid a lot of money for that neurology, $275,000 in, in 1980s dollars. That's $375,000 in today's dollars. Are you following me? I am. Yeah. I don't know how much you paid or in, invested in that crematorium. Capisce? So you don't want to have a conflict of interest in censoring the results because you could not make me find peace with the answer. I, I refused to accept it until my body fell apart completely. I'm asking you, do you wonder if your health in part could be related to what you're doing for a living?
1: No. I've been mean, no, I've been in this industry for 25 years. I've never had this happen before. How
0: have you been in that industry for 25 years?
1: I've been in, I've worked at funeral homes. I was a regional administrator. I've worked at other funeral
0: homes. You've worked in funeral homes. Have they been crematoriums?
1: There was crematories there.
0: Yes. But did you work in the crematorium part?
1: Um, a couple times I did, but now since I own my business, I own my business. You know, so I'm working like this. Okay,
0: all I so. want to ask you, okay, is I want you to consider whether this is the complete way in which you want to spend your daily life, whether it's feeding your heart. And I want you to consider that if it is, do you have a place at night to go home to for your heart because at your age to get double vision and a left-sided headache, new onset, never had it before. It's somewhat concerning and because they can't find it, that's not really, as you would say, reassuring. Do you get it?
1: I do. I get it.
0: Let me give you some su- su- suggestions. It sounds like in the other years you weren't in the other years you were doing this work, you weren't completely involved in the technical aspects. You might have been in the office or some doing something else. But your job description is a little bit different. You were a little bit distant from the technique. And I don't know if that's right for you. That's just my personal opinion. I want you to consider it. Just consider it.
1: Well, I, am, I do consider that. And also, you know, this is also a new business. We're starting it up. So, you know, we're, we're in the middle of growth right now. So, you know, my goal is, is to hire somebody this year.
0: Really? You know, in maybe the next we wanna, few months we to take care of that, all the physical maybe stuff. And we want to move that quicker. That's all that I want to say. Well,
1: Because Um, if something happens to
0: your health that is immobilizing, (laughs) then there will be no, there's nothing like a health problem that completely moves your to-do list to another day. I know that. It's hard to get work done from the ICU. It's happened. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let me give you some suggestions, okay? You need to continue Mm -hmm. to work with a neurologist. Get a second opinion. Go to a medical school, associated neurologist. I don't know where you are. Um, I don't want you to say where you are. But, like, if a medical school like Columbia Presbyterian, Duke or something like that. It would be great if you could get an MRI or an MRA of your head. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: I have an MRI and a a scan of my
0: head. An MRA that shows the vessels.
1: No, I have an MRI an no.
0: MRI no, an MRA shows vessels, and if the vessels oh, okay. have problems with how the blood distributes, are you following me?
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: And then, then you want to ask a neurologist if perhaps an EEG that's twenty-four hours sleep deprived. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yes. Then you want to make sure that there isn't immune or autoimmune problem. So I know that this is a stretch, but just make sure that you get blood tests that involve ESR, CRP, or anything that's an inflammatory process. That's a stretch. Okay? And then yes, if ma'am. all that's clear, every si- I'm sorry?
1: I said yes, ma'am. I'm listening.
0: And then, then go to an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist and have them treat this area. Eyes are liver meridian. And I just thought about something. Eyes are liver meridian and the head- headaches are liver meridian. Suffice it to say, what's the last time you talked to that guy? Um, a
1: couple weeks ago.
0: You might want to talk to a counselor who specializes in relationships or absence thereof. And you want to see if you can identify if there's just a relationship that you want to prune. Do you know what I mean by prune? Let me explain to you what I mean by prune. You know when you have a tree for the winter? In the Mm -hmm. fall, sometimes you get rid of some branches on that tree. They're reasonable branches. Nothing wrong with them. But you cut them so the tree can really go undergrow a growth spurt. Do you understand? So yeah. this guy is not bad or good. or You know, he's reasonable. But if you kind of prune that branch back, you might see a dramatic growth in the relationship area of your life. Hmm. So if you want <laughs> – you know what I mean? I, I do. I do. Hard, I'm sorry. I had a real hard I like hard the time layman's time. term. Well, I had a hard time doing the garden when I was growing up because I read that to make some carrots grow, you had to thin them out and get rid of the other little carrots in between. You don't have to throw them away. You can just prune him so that he can spend more time with the other Chiquitas he's subscribing to.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: You're pruning him. Because that way, you can have a new mind with new connections to new people. And it will dilute the effect of as long as what you're doing at work happens. You also have to do a little bit more yoga. Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> can I tell you, you something?
0: It's <laughs> Trust me. Can I tell you something? If you don't tell do me. something that you used all those years... It's like driving 100 miles an hour and then coming to a dead halt. It creates whiplash. And where does whiplash affect you?
1: Your, your neck head, and your
0: head. <laughs> head. Neck, head, and eyes. Right, exactly. Right. It's disorienting. By the way, did you ever get in a car accident?
1: Yes, I just had one in uh, in May, <laughs> the end of May.
0: What happened?
1: Um... I was trying to avoid hitting another car, and I hit him in the back quarter panel of his car.
0: You better get that checked out. That could be making this worse. Good luck. I want to thank you for Um, welcoming me today. You've been listening to Intuitive Health. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single
0: best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts
1: and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support
0: you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcast.